Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Um, so our first menu is not too out there, but we do have some really key elements with using molecular gastronomy. So for example, one of our courses is a molecular flatbread and it's clear. So we have uh, a mylar reaction that happens, but you don't see any coloration with it uh-huh. and it's completely clear. Okay. So you're eating a clear piece of bread that tastes like a char grilled flatbread, but it's clear. Okay. <laughs> In two weeks, 21-year-old, award-winning St. Louis chef Juwan Rice will open his first brick-and-mortar restaurant downtown at 11th and Olive in the former home of Shift. Juwan hopes his restaurant, Rated Test Kitchen, will serve as a culinary playground for chefs and mixologists and play a role in the revitalization of its downtown St. Louis block. And he joins us now in studio to talk with us about it. Juwan, welcome back to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. So let's catch up on what you've done since 2021, which was when Sauce Magazine named you one of its top local chefs to watch. What have you been up to? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It seems like that was so long ago. But then we look back and it was not that long ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so much has happened since then. Um, I believe 2021 was the year that I was also featured on Guy's Grocery Games. So we did that in September um, of 2021, which and that's was Guy Fieri. Right? Guy Fieri. Okay. Yeah. So we did Guy's Grocery Games. Um, they brought me out to L.A., shot that episode um, earlier that year and it aired in September. So that was really huge for my career. Um, and it was really fun. It was super, super, super fun. Um, so we did that. Um, and then also in 2021, that's when we launched the Spice Line, J. Rice Spice, which is still active. Um, and so we were, have been spicing up people's lives since 2021. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the numbers 6 and 14 mm-hmm. are significant ones in your professional life. Tell us why. What was happening yeah. at 6 and 14? So when I, it took me a second to realize what you were talking about. And then I had to think about it. I was like, okay, all right. So 6 is when I started cooking. Um, I started cooking at a young age, 6, of course. Um, and I just started just in the kitchen with my grandma. We were always listening to music and going grocery shopping together. It was just kind of like a shared experience that we had. Um, and so we would take the groceries, we would bring them back home, and she would prepare this phenomenal meal for our family. Um, and whenever we sat at the dinner table, it's almost like everyone kind of forgot the things that they dealt with that day. Um, And I wanted to provide that sense of safety for other people. Um, And that's kind of how I kind of came about it. Um, So I was cooking, just doing some fun stuff in the kitchen, just playing around. Um, And 14 is the age where I realized that I can make money from food and (laughs) cooking and baking and all these different things. Um, And that's when it realized, that's when it dawned on me that, hey, I should probably turn this into a business. And that's when JR's Gourmet got started. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can tell you at 6 and 14, uh, I was not thinking about my career, (laughs) much less making money from it. Yeah, right. (laughs) So this obviously is connected to the reason that you've come in today. But before we start talking about Rated Test Kitchen, Mm -hmm. what are some maybe non-milestones, like things that you've not really talked about a whole lot 
that have actually led directly to this newest venture mm-hmm. that you're you're engaged in? Definitely, yeah. I think one of the biggest things is finding a solid team. And that's something that I've been able to accomplish, um, whether it's back of house stuff or it's people that you see at the events that I throw. It's just having a solid sense of team around you and community to be able to execute some of the things that I do. Um, and a lot of people always just see me at the front and they're like, oh my gosh, JR's doing so much. And it's like the team is really what keeps everything together. I wouldn't be able to do half of the things that I'm able to do without them. So definitely finding a solid team is definitely an a huge accomplishment for mm-hmm. me. And I can relate to that. I have a fantastic <laughs> producing team. <laughs> Shout out to the producing team Yeah, here. <laughs> right. Now, let's talk about Rated Test Kitchen. Yeah. First of all, tell us what it is um, and what the setup is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Rated Test Kitchen um, is something really unique that I came up came about. Um, I toured the space and I, sa- I said to myself, I really want to create something unique. Um, it's a small, intimate space, so we had to make the best out of the footprint that we had. Um, and during COVID, I did a lot of pop-up dinners and dinner parties, and I wanted to create that same feel, mm-hmm. but in a restaurant setting. Mm-hmm. And so Rated Test Kitchen is that. It's a test kitchen um, that we are changing the menu monthly. There's seven courses, but the thing is that you get to rate each course as if you're a food critic. Okay. So we're inviting people in for criticism. We're inviting people and to just experience something really unique and new to the St. Louis food culture. So that sounds like it could be an invitation to uh, chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what is it that that motivated you to think about you know, placing your diners mm-hmm. in that kind of position? Yeah, definitely. So one thing that I found, especially after COVID, is that there was a sense of community that was lost with the the diners and the chefs that prepare the food for them. Um, and a lot of people kind of jumped to Yelp as their outlet to kind of do reviews. And it really wasn't helping the restaurants too much um, because for one, most restaurants and chefs are not looking at the reviews or two, the guests are not expecting the chefs to even know about the review. And so there was a sense of communication there that I was like, we have to invite the guest in to experience something so that we can also grow in our, our skill sets and talents. But then the, the guests also get to feel that they're a part of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we wanted them to be invited and be a part of the restaurant as if it's their fram- their, their friends or family's house. Yeah, we yeah. want them to, we want to know what they are expecting or what they want or what they want to, to, to change in the menu. Um, and we want to have that piece of communication there for them. Okay. So you're addressing a, a kind of disconnection mm-hmm. that was present before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, have you felt that connection elsewhere? I mean, have you been somewhere mm-hmm. where you felt like you were able to to enjoy the food and also give feedback and th- that is sort of informed the way that you're approaching things? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say the underground restaurant scene here in St. Louis with all these amazing private chefs that are doing pop-up dinners, those are what are really unique. Those are really unique. And you get to have the relationship and have the communication directly with the chef and the bartenders and the, the front of house staff that they may have. It's just, it's really unique and you don't feel like you're outside of the bubble when you're in their space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are definitely kind of like highlight points that we are trying to kind of pull from yeah. um, and invite people into our space to kind of do the same thing. Okay. Now, the space is going to be very much your own. Mm-hmm. And as I understand, um, it seats like 20 to 30 at yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that you and your associates mm-hmm. have really made the dining room your own. Yeah. Like there's some custom-made elements and yeah. adaptations. Tell me about, about that. Yeah, so we, um, we going into it, we didn't have a huge budget. So we wanted to make sure that 
what we were doing was intentional um, and we really wanted the space to feel like our own. We wanted it to be unique. We didn't want it to look like we um, just went to Ikea to get everything and put it together. <laughs> we wanted it to feel custom made and really unique. Um, and so a lot of the elements in the restaurant are things that we kind of put together or assembled or constructed ourselves, um, which saved us huge on cost. And then it also allowed us to put a sense of ourselves into this environment. Yeah. And so everything, pretty much everything we were able to put our hand in, whether it's the tables or the chairs, yeah. um, even the plateware is designed by us and it was produced by a local um, ceramic artist here, which is phenomenal. Oh, um, and we're actually doing a backstory on him pretty soon. But okay. yeah, it's, it's really a sense of who we are and putting that into the visual element of the restaurant. Yeah. So that is what people are going to see when they walk in. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what they're going to eat. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So the types of food that you'll be offering, mm -hmm. what is sort of in, in the range of uh, the, the flavors or origins? Yeah. Guess? Yeah. So it's really, really unique. So each month, um, as I said previously, we're switching up the menu pretty pretty frequently. Um, and we're calling each new menu a different chapter. Um, so our chapter one menu is really, really unique. We're hitting some really key elements um, and we're diving into quite a, quite a few different cuisines. Um, and so this cuisine that I'm kind of formulating is what I consider experimental cuisine um, and fusion cuisine. So we're fusing a lot of different cultures together and flavors and textures and presentations um, to kind of execute a unique flair. So People can search up what we are. We're not an Italian restaurant. We're not a Sofu restaurant. We're not a Jamaican or Caribbean restaurant. We are hybrid of all of these different cuisines um, to kind of just allow guests to kind of experience a lot of different flavors and a lot of different areas of mm -hmm. the world yeah. in one location. Mm -hmm. And yet you're sourcing locally, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Most of our stuff is coming from local farmers. Um, we are working with a, um, a beef purveyor from Southern Missouri. Um, most of our greens that we're getting for the restaurant are grown in shipping containers locally. So it's really, really unique. And we're, we're telling this whole story through Instagram and social media. Mm -hmm. So all of our followers and our guests can see where their produce and where their food is actually coming okay, from. So it's noms with a narrative. Uh -huh. basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> with St. Louis chef and entrepreneur Juwan Rice about his latest venture, his first brick-and-mortar restaurant. Rated Test Kitchen opens in two weeks in downtown St. Louis at 11th and Olive. So as far as what you will be offering, note how is that different from what is already available locally? Or am I asking the wrong question? No, I think you're asking the right question. I'm just trying to figure out what the answer is to that question. <laughs> um, but no, it's really unique in the sense that every time that guests are coming to, in to experience our restaurant, they're getting something completely new. If you come in August and you come in October, the menu that you're gonna have, the vibe, the ambiance, is gonna be totally different. So every time you're walking into our space, you're experiencing something totally unique and something totally different. It's not a place where you can go in and get a sub sandwich and you know what you're going to get every time. But we want to stretch the palate and we want to allow guests to experience new things that they're unfamiliar with. Um, and one thing that we found, especially being in the Midwest, is that we're kind of traditional when it comes to food. We're, we're, we love our basics. We love our staples. Um, but we want to push people to another boundary when it comes to what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. Is there a bit of a, a teaser you can share about something that you know that you will be serving, not necessarily this time, mm -hmm. but something that does sort of push boundaries in a way that might make people 
you know, uncomfortable at first, but they'll enjoy the experience. Yeah. Right? So we're we're on our next menu, our, our second chapter. We're really getting some really unique pieces of 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 food to work with. Um, so I won't release what that is because we we have a whole backstory on how we're releasing them, publishing our, our second menu. Um, and our, our first one is is pretty comfortable. We want to get people in the door. We want to get them um, accustomed to the rating system. We want to get them accustomed to us as individuals. Um, so our first menu is not too out there, but we do have some really key elements with using molecular gastronomy to allow guests to experience something new. So for example, one of our courses is a molecular flatbread and it's clear. So we have uh, a mylar reaction that happens, but you don't see any coloration with it uh-huh. and it's completely clear. Okay. So you're eating a clear piece of bread that tastes like a char grilled flatbread but it's clear. Okay. <laughs> so it's really, really unique. And these are just different ways that we're stretching the palate um, because these are flavors that you're used to. They're just presented right. in, a, in different a different way. way. Yeah. So you have to be paying attention mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in a different way too. Yes, right. definitely, definitely. So something that you will be doing is pairing you know, food and drink. And you are now just 21. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about the mixology part of it and why you've decided to make that um, and a component, mm-hmm. or maybe not even a component, something even bigger than that in in what the diners are going to experience. Yeah, the food, the, the beverage portion of our restaurant is a beast in its own. Um, and so I brought in one of my best friends to kind of execute that portion of it, which is Jorge Vasquez. Um, and he's worked behind the scenes at a lot of different restaurants in St. Louis. Uh, And I I talked to him, I was like, Jorge, we have to make this really unique. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And not only does that stretch me as a chef, learning the kind of how the palate works and how liquids can amplify or subtify your palate, but it also educates and it, it grows his ability as well. So we're working together constantly with our vendors and our farmers to see what we can source to turn it unique. Um, And so like some of our drinks that we have coming up on different chapters, some of them may be what you're used to eating as food, Mm -hmm. but you're drinking it in a beverage. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. So it's really, really unique. um, And we're really pushing the boundaries. And I think that's really what's going to set us apart in the future. Mm -hmm. Now, you've mentioned Jorge Mm -hmm. and you've talked about your team earlier. Yeah. And the way that you see your personal role is essentially it's like an incubator in in chief, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Why is that, and and who are you, who are you incubating mm-hmm. or incubating alongside? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, Bree and Jay are a huge part of our team, um, and they have a bakery off of South Jefferson, and I've worked with them on numerous events, and I'm like, guys, I think you guys would really benefit from this, and we can grow this together, and I think it's really unique, um, but also in a sense that I'm using the platform that I've kind of built for myself these last couple years. And just amplifying people that I think deserve to be in the spotlight. Um, Because typically, we don't really highlight the people that are doing the work behind the scenes. We highlight the front runner. But Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that everyone is being seen. Everyone is putting in the effort and work that it takes to make this a huge success. um, And putting them in that spotlight to kind of shine themselves as individuals. And that sounds like a very St. Louis spirit Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not not so much about competition. Uh Uh-huh as it is about uh, collaboration. Exactly. And sort of lifting others up. Yeah, for um, sure. 
And from what I understand, people will be able to buy items wholesale, Mm -hmm. right? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're launching, once we launch our cafe portion of Rated Test Kitchen, um, we wanna allow guests to take the experience outside of the restaurant. Um, And so we're working with some really unique farmers from across the country, honestly, um, to to source and bring unique items to their home Mm -hmm. and allow them to experience what it's like to create and innovate in their own um, aspect in their own home. And so we want to we want to bridge that gap uh, for, you know, you don't necessarily have to go out all the time to get an amazing meal. But we want to kind of craft and switch people into that mindset of you can do some of these things at home. And so we're kind of educating people in that sense. Um, and we're using video elements in social media to kind of get us through that that gap. Okay, it's it's many things then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the things, when you start a new business, mm-hmm. um, there are many more that fail than actually succeed. And mm-hmm. money has a lot to do with For it. For sure. Economically, how have you approached this project to make it sustainable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our restaurant format is a little bit unique. Um, And I think that this is something that is we're going to see a lot more frequently with newer restaurants. Um, And we've seen it time and time again in in the fine dining registry where it's reservation only. And so being reservation only restaurant allows us to cap and allows us to see our numbers and projections beforehand. So we know how much liquor to order. We know how much food to order. We know how much staff to have before guests even arrive on site before a service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that structure alone has really set our 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 projections um, up to be in a better position where we're not blindsided by, maybe we have five guests this day and we have 100 the next day. You know what I mean? We know how many we're gonna have before mm-hmm. we even get started. Um, and I think that that's a new kind of trajectory that I think the restaurant industry is gonna try to lean on mm-hmm. um, because the restaurant has industry has been so unexpected with COVID and, it has really impacted a lot of our favorite restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with Rated Test Kitchen, I mean, what overall is your goal, especially when it comes to this revitalization mm-hmm. of dining downtown? Yeah. When it comes to that? Yeah. So um, a lot of people have asked me, why did you choose downtown St. Louis? And to that, I say, why not choose downtown St. Louis? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one thing that we've done is we've created such a unique concept that we're getting a lot of engagement and traction um, from outside of St. Louis, outside of Missouri. We're getting a lot of national traction and inter- interference um, because we're bringing a lot of chefs from other states and other cities to kind of highlight them for a season or a dinner. Um, and I think that's what's really unique is that people will travel for an experience. And that's what we're providing to downtown St. Louis. So we want this to be a staple and we want this to be one of many projects that we decide to launch in St. Louis. So in one word, mm-hmm. this is the last question. Okay. You learned to cook from your grandmother, yes. Mumsy, right? Uh-huh. How will we see Mumsy, your grandma, in what you cook? Yeah, well, she's going to be there because <laughs> she wants to make sure that this is perfect. Um, she knows that I'm a perfectionist. But if I would give it one word, I would say um, wholesome. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Juwan Rice, wholesome, is a chef, entrepreneur, and the owner of Rated Test Kitchen, which opens in two weeks at its location downtown at 11th and Olive. Rated Test Kitchen will be open for dinner from 5 p.m. to 7 and 8 p.m. to 10, Thursday through Sunday. We'll include some information on our website, stlonair.show, so that you can check some of that out. 
Juwan, thanks so much for joining us today and best of luck. Thank you so much. This episode was produced and edited by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.